0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I just finished up a salad and I'm about to finish up our second pot of coffee. It's been a uh, sunny, sunny day, man. It really amazes me the, um, the rate, the power with which the snow is melted here and how uh, the places I've lived where the gutters Run! It's always because of torrential rain, and there's something just so fun and whimsical about a bright sunny day with rushing water going through the gutters. Um. Yeah, it just makes you appreciate again the power of the sun, the power, unlimited power. Um. Boy. Boy, oh boy. We had some sun chips today. We had some adventureful cookies from Kroger, or, you know, from the girls, the Girl Scouts, and um, some sushi. So it's been an eclectic food day, which you need to have, right? I think that part of me, part of me has eaten only eggs for a long period of time or has eaten only salads. You know what I mean? Like, I can do that for sure, but... Let's be for let's be for real. Diet wise, like a variety of things is also really good. You know what I mean? You can do that. That's cool. It just shouldn't be such a variety of bad foods all the time. But you know, you have a day or two every now and then where you eat one of everything. What could go wrong there? What could go wrong? Um No, but about the snow melting, something that Casey and I were talking about on our walk is, uh, the weather is always so misrepresented. And um, for instance, today was supposed to be 40, but then it ends up being 50. And it's like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, are we going to our heads going to roll down at the uh like Google weather app or the weather.com app or whatever no that's apparently within society's uh level of tolerance right but it's like kind of crazy we i mean i think we've seen huge improvements hold on i'm going to take a sip of coffee and i'm going to i'm going to unpack kind of what i'm saying here so hot the last the last cup of coffee in the pot always gets so hot oh but the cup was so full i had to sip um <sighs> i saw a reddit post today from the new iran subreddit and it was a screenshot of the economist an article titled something along the lines of the former Shah's son wants to retake the throne. But then in the comments, etc., they were saying what fake news the economist is and how the economist can't be trusted and um, how the Shah's son, I guess, has said he wants to bring democracy back, or he wants democracy. And it's like, I'm no expert on Iran. I, my understanding is that the Shah was like a king who was pretty corrupt back in the day, like in the 70s and 60s maybe, maybe even the 50s. I think he was in power for a while, but um, he was kind of secular. And Iran was much better off when he was in charge of it, although he was a puppet of the United States. Well, I don't think that The that the Economist or anyone at The Economist is more of an expert on Iran than I am, honestly. I mean, I think The Economist is a real joke. And when I was trying to tell this to Casey and I went and looked up The Economist to find recent... I was like, what was that one about again? I was trying to find it. And it was all posts about how The Economist is fake news. And you're just like, that's cr-. And people were going, oh, you know, it's because it's a subscription model. So they're really pandering uh, with clickbait headlines to try and get you to join their subscription model so that you can read their salacious, you know, hyper-capitalist conservative nonsense. And... uh It used to have a reputation, but now, you know, whatever. It's like, I guess. What news organization isn't that? And so my point was, news supposedly, I I think, stands for uh, noteworthy events, weather, and sports. And something I was trying to say to Casey is, like, we literally do not ingest news because I don't care about sports whatsoever and the weather we don't get from some guy in a suit and this is how I'm tying it back to what I was saying earlier this is what we were talking about one we all take for we all understand that the weather forecast is like a rough approximation you know when they say hey there's a big snowstorm coming Oh, there's a chance of tornadoes. Okay, you know, we appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for the heads up. But when it's like the middle of July and they go, oh, it's going to be 82 degrees and then it's 94 degrees, no one loses their job. Will they ever? No. You know what I mean? Because like that kind of stuff is just it, it almost is as if they don't even care. And no one really cares, and whatever it is, what it is, but uh, the main point in bringing that up is like it also is something that's been like radically changed the way. I mean, almost everything, but radically changed the way that we it's consumed. And I'm sure that there are people who still like have the news running on their TV in the morning or whatever, and they get some sports highlights, they get the weather from a guy in a suit. And not just like the top left corner of their phone. You know what I mean? And then noteworthy events. Well, I also don't really get them from people wearing suits. Occasionally I see a person in a suit like relaying something clipped. Or like John Oliver, I was saying to Casey, like we used to watch John Oliver. And that wasn't even the news. That was like an op-ed segment that's sometimes covered at noteworthy events, I guess. That's not really the news. And now if I find out about something, like let's bring up the Ohio train derailment, which I wasn't particularly interested in. You, You might note I've not really talked about it on here at all. Not followed it particularly. But I will admit it was a noteworthy event. Well, How did I find out about it? I saw footage that people posted of them... of it happening live, or whatever. People being like, oh, train, look at the smoke. I didn't... I still have not heard anyone in a suit talk about it. So... I don't know, man. It's fundamentally different. And I guess that's, that's my point. I was just saying to Casey, too, like... Sometimes we forget that a lot of the people alive right now aren't just from another century. They're from another millennia. And we're in a really awkward phase, right? Like we're in an, I've been in many awkward phases with growing my hair out. I've been in awkward phases. The floor is in an awkward phase sometimes of aging where it's not pristine brand new yet. But like, you know what I mean? It's, not, it's in very good shape. And one day it'll have, like, oodles of character from all the boards creaking and separating over, you know, 50 years or whatever. It'll look like something from, like, a really old European building. But now it's, it's like, more like—looks like a basketball court. Anyway. I just wonder, like, would that—the news, will that stick around, that saying— and in a way, it's like people assume etymologically, it's like, what's new? And that's fine. I, you know. Anyway. Um, speaking of, though, Friendly Geordie, someone I've recently become aware of, and I think a lot of people have recently become aware of, he is an Australian... YouTuber from New South Wales that had his house firebombed by someone. He's been making a lot of political enemies In Australia, which is supposedly a very corrupt place, and I believe it. I like Australians, but I don't think of them as like Intellectually honest You know what I mean? They're fun-loving They're fiends, is how I would think of them Which is cool. You know, that's fine. Fine to be. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He made a video that went really viral the other day about his home being firebombed by someone who he is pissed off. And I watched that, and then immediately after it, he released... God, what is it called? I mean, really, look up Friendly Geordies, and they're his last couple things. But this one was about the war crimes... That Australian defense forces, their special forces in Afghanistan were committing. And uh, this guy who's podcasting named Scojo, Scott Jones, Scojo, who's been uh, doing a podcast just like openly admitting to and like joking about the war crimes that they committed while in Afghanistan. And like that these were investigated and how they like flat out just lied to the investigators. But then podcast joking about how they lied to investigators about their war crimes stuff that's like been in the news but then they just go on a podcast and like joke about it it would be like if kyle rittenhouse who is actually totally different and a loaded example but if like kyle rittenhouse went on podcast and was like yeah actually i set out to kill a bunch of libtards that night (laughs) you know what i mean and and you're just like what he said that it's so brazen how could he have said that? It's like that. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I recommend it. It's just this reckless abandon that these Special Forces guys were, like, joking about committing war crimes and killing people, Afghanis, and, like, this one episode of their podcast he plays an excerpt from where he jokes about little kids running out and trying to push their dad's brains back into his skull after they've blown his brains out. And he's like, he made a joke. That wasn't much of a joke. Like, I don't understand when, when he said this, that it would have been really funny, unironically. But he was like, that that moment when the kids was playing sandcastle with their daddy's brains. <laughs> and like laughed. And it's just like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. I, I recommend looking into it. And that's kind of news. And then he updated the video with footage of Skojo responding to the early release of this expose with like vague threats and references to his house having been firebombed. And he was like, not that I did it, but anyone could have done it. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, wow. You know, my point in that is like Friendly Geordies is a journalist. He's not a newsman. He's a YouTuber in a t-shirt and he's a young guy and his house is getting firebombed and he's actually covering real deal stuff. He's not some economist clickbait editor. I mean, recently we saw a picture uh, on one of our day trips. We were talking about the Huffington Post and a viral photo of the Huffington Post's board of editors and it's just like a room of flabby armed girls smiling at the camera and you're just like, what? This is like the most egregious kind of uh, monolithic, you know, homogenous it's just like a crazy prejudicial boardroom. I don't know what I'm, I'm pulling for the word here. But you're just like, what? They thought that was chill? <laughs> it's same. It's, I don't know. Man, it's crazy. It's clown world. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.